It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Today is April 26, 2016. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Joining me today as co-host is Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs, also past Department Commander for the DAV State of Maryland. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Gary, and as always, it's good to be with you. All right. Now, last you know, last week we had a very uh, phenomenal guest, uh, Ricky, uh, rather Vicky Ray. She was a former advocate for severely injured under the DOD Wounded Warrior Program. She now works full time on her own, advocating for uh, wounded veterans across the United States. Bill, what would you think of that program? Outstanding, Gary. A very passionate advocate uh, for our uh, nation's veterans. Oh, yes. You know, her story is not just about how a program designed to support and take care of our combat veterans nearly destroyed a young veteran's life. It's about a mother's fight to save her son from the cruel hands of a health care and judicial system that actually is specific, well, actually stamped on him the mental patients because of the, never received the proper rehab specific to the type of brain injury. He was labeled a threat to society after serving his country and his mom risked not only her mental health, but her marriage to save her, his life. Now, again, if you missed the show, this is a show you definitely want to hear. If you missed it, just go to the American Heroes Network, the archive shows, and uh, you'll be able to hear the show. Now, Bill, you had something about, uh, uh, remember we, we were talking about uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, the amount of suicides they have in Montana. And uh, maybe people are starting to listen, you know, uh, because what, tell, tell me what happened, actually. You read about it. Well, well, Gary, I'm pleased to report that a new veteran center is being uh, opened in Helena, uh, Montana. That's the state capital. And uh, as you know, uh, suicides have been and continues to be a very uh, high concern in the state of uh, Montana. But the uh, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs will establish a veteran center outstation in Helena by the fall of this year to better treat veterans, service members, and their families in, uh, in that area. Now, this facility will be staffed by a readjustment counselor and outreach specialist. And uh, some of the services uh, that they uh, will provide there will uh, be in the area of uh, sociological and uh, psychological services uh, to include mental health screening, suicide prevention, drug and alcohol assistance, family counseling also. Uh, Gary, Helena, uh, the veterans there, uh, would have a two-hour trip, continue to have a two-hour trip to uh, get to the closest center uh, for where resources are located. This is one of the challenges that we've talked about in the past of uh, our nation's veterans who, uh, uh, you know, have served but come back home into the rural and remote areas. So 
Uh, great move, uh, uh, and we, as we get more information, we'll, we'll provide that to our listening audience. That's right. Now, are they going to be doing anything with fee-based? Do you think? Well, this is uh, uh, this is the this is a VA operation, so all of these services there are free. Uh, you know, because of their veteran status. Now, if they are referrals out to actual uh, medical treatment, absolutely, that's going to kick in. All right. Well, I'm glad to see somebody's jumping on that, um, and they do have the highest rate of suicides, um, which is phenomenal. Uh, what was that? Thirty, thirty-six a day. Thirty. Yeah, thirty-six. Uh, every thirty-six hours. Okay. Yeah, and they have the lowest uh, uh, veteran population uh, per capita uh, in, of any state in the in, in the country across the country. But their rate is the highest in the nation. Phenomenal. It is. It is. Well, why don't we go ahead and get to our guest, Bill? Why don't you introduce our guest? Well, certainly today our guest is Chris Enders. Uh, Chris is the Director of Marketing for Operation Second Chance, which is a Maryland-based organization. Chris attended the University of Maryland, where he earned a Bachelor of Arts degree in Communications. And while at the university, Chris contemplated joining the U.S. Marine Corps through the Officer Candidate uh, Program to follow in the footsteps of many of his family members. However, after careful consideration, Chris realized that the Marine Corps was not for him and backed out of the program after years of working in fields that didn't fulfill him. Chris moved himself, found himself uh, unemployed due to a company-wide layoff. Chris wasn't going to take just any job. He wanted something that gave him fulfillment and at that time, a family member mentioned a nonprofit called Operation Second Chance that helps wounded veterans and told him to check it out to see if they were hiring. The next day, a position was posted online. The rest is history. Chris says, helping veterans is what I was meant to do. Chris, welcome to the American Heroes Network. Welcome, Chris. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. All right. Now, Chris, how did Operation Second Chance uh, start out, and what were the issues uh, for the nonprofit? What were you trying to eliminate? Well, I might be a little biased, but uh, I think we have a very unique story. Uh, we were started when our founder, Cindy McGrew, uh, she had a Montgomery County, Maryland police officer friend who was uh, sent overseas to be a joint task advisor uh, for, I think, uh, for the Iraqi police departments over there to help train them. Uh, she wanted to keep tabs on her friend and make sure that he was okay, and she found this website called Striker News. Uh, she started checking up on the news every day, trying to see if he was okay, make sure his battalion that he was attached to wasn't you know, under fire or anything. And she read on the website that there were seven uh, military personnel being sent back to Walter Reed, uh, the Army Medical Center at the time that it was in D.C., and it started with just a random act of kindness. She had to do something. She just felt so compelled to go to Walter Reed and just say hi and say thank you to these uh, service members. So she drove over there, and you know, this is back in the day when you could easily get into Walter Reed without any kind of security clearance. 
and she got onto the, uh, the into the hospital, and she was visiting them, and she paid you know, she paid them daily visits, and it wasn't very long after that that some of her friends heard about her daily visits and they joined her too. So each day after work, her and some of her friends would just go by and they'd bring food and games and movies, anything to help the veterans that were recovering kind of take a mental break from the uh, physical uh, recovery aspect of the, uh, the hospital stay. So word kind of spread around the hospital of this nice lady that comes by and brings gifts for the veterans, and you know, more people started requesting that she come to, her, to their room and check them out and visit them and sit with them and talk to them. And it, it, this went on for months. Uh, finally, she started to uh, see the families come in, and the families that were coming in might have been coming in from areas like California uh, to be with the veteran or areas that were warmer, and they didn't pack appropriately for this uh, you know, harsh East Coast winters that we have here, so they didn't have jackets for their kids or themselves. They were wearing sandals, so then she started going out and buying them clothes, buying them jackets. Uh, some of them had babies that they you know, had to carry around, so she'd buy playpens so that she, the parents could put the babies down when they had to tend to their wounded uh, military personnel. Um, this all started, like I said, out of her pocket, and... One day, her boss at the time said, you know, Cindy, you should really consider starting a nonprofit for this cause. So in 2005, she started Operation Second Chance, and since that day, she has promised to keep a, a grassroots mentality, daily visits to the hospital and such. Um, she didn't want to get overwhelmed with any kind of overhead costs that would take the money away from the veterans. So, you know, fast forward 12 years, and now we've provided over $3 million in financial assistance We've helped thousands of veterans and their family members as well. And she still keeps that same grassroots philosophy. And she, like I said, she still goes once a week to visit these veterans at the hospital and make sure that they know that there's a personal face behind the organization. It's a wonderful story, and I love sharing that. All right. Now, you mentioned something uh, as far as helping the veterans out, no matter what it might be, including the families, which was great. Now, that's more like an emergency financial assistance, which is, you know, definitely needed. Now, not only that, uh, but you also the organization gets into retreats and adventures. Um, and I see that you have some uh, just about all over here. You have Maryland, Texas, Florida, Colorado, Montana, South Dakota, and even Alaska. Correct. Uh, yep. Tell us what type of uh, uh, things you put together or adventures or retreats that you put together for uh, veterans and their families. So some of the, um, you know, we do morale boosting activities uh, primarily in the D.C. area. Uh, and that will include anything for the veterans like sporting events, um, dinner, circus. We took um, a group of veterans and their family members to the uh, Barnum & Bailey uh, Greatest Show on Earth recently. Uh, we take them to medieval times. Again, anything to get them out of the hospital scene if they're ready to be discharged for a night, um, just to help them get that mental uh, relaxation that they need to keep them going through their physical recovery. Um, so in the D.C. area, it's local events like that. Then, like you said, we do have uh, our retreats and adventures programs, which you know branch out. Um, over the past 12 years, we've grown nationally, and all these locations are headed by either our executive board members, who are all veterans themselves, some even wounded, uh, or just other volunteers that you know, felt compelled to do something. Um, for example, like in Montana, in, we have the uh, Red Lodge uh, area as one of our retreat locations. Uh, we'll take the veterans um, hunting, salmon fishing, ATV, and horseback riding. Um, they have a nice amputee ski clinic out there in February. So we'll also, um, you know, we'll take them to that. Uh, we also do a, 
like a hike over from the, what's it called, the Beartooth Pass to Yellowstone National Park, and then we'll treat them to dinner in Cody, Wyoming. And then there's also um, a lazy river float trip that we do in Montana. Uh, and again, that's all headed by, you know, our executive board members and the veterans. Um, we do Colorado. We have three main locations in Colorado. That's Hayfield, Alamosa, and Durango. And we'll take them to a, a hot air balloon festival in September. Uh, that's September 23rd to the 25th this year. Uh, we do prairie dog hunts and pheasant hunts, horseback riding again, fly fishing tours, um, or fly fishing tours and um, rides on the Silverton Durango Narrow Gauge Railroad, which is a, I haven't had the chance to experience that, but it's apparently quite a scenic ride through the mountains. Um, also, one of, the, one of the unique things that happens in Colorado is we have like authentic cowboys. They come out and they sit by the campfire and tell real cowboy stories and they have folk singers that come out with their guitars. And, uh, you know, and just entertain our troops while they're out there. Um, for Florida, we do fishing and boar hunting. Um, we do beach days where we just let the veterans, you know, relax on the beach. We have recently taken a bunch of different families to the Disney World uh, that's down in Florida. And then we also just do week-long Sarasota vacations where we'll put them up in a hotel and let them do their own thing as well. Um, we have Mid-Atlantic the Mid-Atlantic retreats, uh, it's still growing, and that's one of our actual you know, biggest projects right now. Uh, we will take the veterans out fishing on the bay, horseback riding. Again, we'll do the same thing with, with, uh, like we did in Florida with beach days. Uh, one of the things that we do that is unique is the caregiver retreats. Um, a lot of the requests that we were getting revolved around uh, the caregivers kind of just saying they needed some time for themselves as well. And, I mean, frankly, they get overlooked a lot. I mean, they're taking care of these injured uh, veterans, and they're not getting time to relax for themselves either. So we do spa days and weekend getaways for the, uh, the caregivers as well. Right. Um, so, you know, that, that's big, um, you know, well, for, Chris, for our area. But we Chris, also why, do, Chris, I'm sorry, what was that? Chris, why don't we come back? When we come back from break, we can continue. I want to hear more about these uh, retreats <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. So we're going to go ahead and take a break. And I just want everybody to know if you're a healthcare professional and you, you have an opportunity to learn the clinical approach to diagnosis and treatment for TBI presented by Mark Gordon, MD. Dr. Gordon knows what he's talking about when it comes to TBI. Be sure to check out some of the testimonials on our website. The seminar will be held in Orlando, Florida, May 11th and 12th, and enrollment closes May 2nd. So to register, go to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com in our new section, and you'll be set to go. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America and the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. 
by providing a unique blend of information and advocacy. We are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Chris Anders, Director of Marketing for Operation Second Chance. And Bill, you want to... I have a question about the uh, retreats? Or, well, uh, Gary, I think uh, during the first segment there, Chris gave us, uh, I, I mean, it's just uh, an outstanding uh, yes. uh, eye view of what happens with uh, Operation Second Chance and how it uh, works in the, uh, in the veterans community. And, uh, Chris, I, I, I'd, I'd ask you to continue on uh, with that. Uh, and also, uh, at some point, to tell us, I mean, doing something like this, there's the, the, uh, the, the financial end has got to be important. And, and, and how that is done, how does uh, Operation Second Chance do that? And uh, uh, if, if time permits, talk to us a little bit as to how uh, Operation Second Chance works within the veterans community. And I'm talking about uh, interacting with uh, veteran service organizations and uh, the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll, I'll just finish up real quickly with the um, uh, some random hunting and fishing trips at the locations, and I'll definitely sure. get right into answering those. Um, so just after all of the retreats I listed, uh, we do do uh, – hunting and fishing at various locations, like a fourth location in Colorado does an elk hunt. Uh, we do Alaska fishing trips. Um, Texas has a golf tournament and warriors on the beach fishing, uh, and also tours of the Mesa Verde National Park. Uh, South Dakota was a big one for us last year. It was the first time we tried this, but we did an annual trip. Uh, we're doing an annual trip now, but it was a week-long horseback ride, and we're going to actually do the same thing in Arizona because of how... Uh, how big it was in South Dakota. Um, now, Michigan is a new chapter of ours as well, and there is, uh, there's going to be a new retreat program sort of going on there, but it's going to be headed by a veteran who participated in a lot of the events that we took him on. Um, you know, he was kind of inspired to join our cause and start up a chapter back home where he lives. Uh, so that, you know, that's kind of what we strive to do with everything is, you know, give these veterans an experience that they take with them through their recovery and when they get back, you know, maybe they want to get involved, maybe they want to volunteer, or maybe they want to do something to help other veterans get through the tough times like they did themselves. So Michigan is going to be a very big, uh, big milestone for us to have this veteran head this all by himself. Uh, so, you know, that is very, very uh, close to our heart here. 
Um, finally, we have Operation No Person Left Behind. Uh, and this was uh, in, in March of 2011, they became an official partner of us. And they do hunting and uh, expedition, hunting expeditions across the uh, East Coast and some out Midwest, like Nebraska, but Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Florida. And they have the same goal is just to get these veterans back out um, from the hospital and get them to enjoy things that they you know, once did beforehand. Uh, one of the things I like to tell is that Operation Second Chance worked really hard to get two track chairs. And for those listening who don't know what a track chair is, uh, picture a power wheelchair that has tank tread on it. And with these two track chairs, we take veterans out to areas they probably couldn't reach because of their, because they're amputees. Uh, we take them out for fun uh, hunting and fishing, whatever it may be. Uh, recently, when we actually took one of them out, it was a, uh, a well, before we had the track chairs, we took a veteran out, and he was a, a rather large guy, double amputee, and the group of volunteers for No Person Left Behind actually had to carry him three miles into the woods and then carry him back three hours to the campsite. So wow. when they got him a track chair, he drove out there himself, and within an hour of being out there was a bear hunt, and he killed the largest bear that anyone had ever seen. And he was actually able to tow that bear back himself because of, because of the track chair. So uh, it, it's, you know, so little things like that are what keep these guys smiling. They're able to go out and have the, the individuality that they wanted beforehand. Um, now, you had asked about how we finance all of this. Right. Uh, and the, we do get a lot of individual donations from people who just believe in our cause. Um, some even donate in honor of their loved ones that they've lost in the wars. Um, but a lot of what we do comes from grants or family foundations. Uh, and then we're also part of the combined federal campaign. Uh, anyone who's you know, more in D.C. area knows that this is a big push in the government where every year they're you know, asked to maybe donate part of their, uh, their earnings to a charity of their choice. And we try to make it to every event to tell our story uh, you know, we're, we're campaign number 93327. If anyone out there is listening, looking for a good charity to donate to for the combined federal campaign. Um, but we do that, you know, every year and we've been part of it. And that's where a lot of our, our donations come from. Uh, also, we have a bunch of fundraising activities that bring in a lot of the proceeds. Um, one of the biggest uh, fundraising activity we do is Ride Allegheny. And what this is, is this is a four-day ride, a bicycle ride. 310 miles from Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pennsylvania to Gaithersburg, Maryland. Um, I mean, it's, it's pretty intense, but the, uh, the, the founders of, the, of this group, they were just a bunch of neighborhood guys who uh, just loved to ride. And they had planned their first ride on September 14th, 2001. And when the terrorist attacks happened right before the ride, the focus kind of jumped from a, a getaway ride to maybe fundraising or doing something in memory of those who died. And then in 2005, they met Cindy. And they said, you know, we want to raise funds for, for your new nonprofit. And the first year they rode, they brought in $30,000. And the, uh, the guys asked Cindy, they said, you know, you want to ride with us next year? Cindy kind of laughed and was like, ah, you know, maybe if you guys uh, raise $100,000, I'll, I'll ride with you. Well, <laughs> they raised $100,000. All so right. every year, Cindy's been doing this ride with them. And, you know, I, to me, that kind of sets our CEO apart. I mean, I don't know many other CEOs that would go on a four-day ride, uh, yeah. you know, for the veterans. But she does this every year. And because of 
our workload here at the office taking care of the veterans. We, she doesn't get the chance to go out and train. But, you know, right Allegheny guys, they go out every, you know, every couple of every couple weeks during the month just to go train. So, she, you know, we, we kind of say she's tougher than all of them combined because she does this uh, <laughs> four-day ride without training. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But you know, you know, last year, last year alone, they brought in four hundred and fifty thousand dollars for us. So that's unbelievable. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a four-day, three hundred ten mile. Uh, I think Bill wants to sign up for that, don't you, Bill? <laughs> Send him to well, rideallegheny.org. <laughs> sign up. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, Gary. That that's interesting because Chris, as you probably know, was uh, also kind of popular in the area that the uh, Holly Riders do something. Similar to that, on uh, you know certain days and holidays, and uh, so with the with the bike riders out there, uh, that that really expand the possibility of getting the uh, uh, what the program does, and uh, most of all, uh, getting some uh, finances raised to continue this great work. Absolutely, yep. You know, and and uh, Rolling Thunder is a big part of that, also. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're always up there. Moving on. Yep. Bill? Well, the, um, from the, the Ride Allegheny, there was actually um, one of the gentlemen in the, that started the Ride Allegheny ride uh, decided to do a spinoff and do paddle second chance. So it's a uh, stand-up paddle boarding competition. Uh-huh. And that is actually coming up uh, relatively soon. I think it's June 25th, June 25th in Delaware. Um, and that, that is another big fundraising activity. And from there, another spinoff was down in Sarasota, Florida, which is the uh, SRQ Sup and Run, which is a 5K. And you can either do the 5K run, you can do the paddleboarding, or you can do both. Um, you know, one of the most inspirational photos you'll see like, on, our, on our Facebook, on our website, is actually from the SRQ Sup and Run, where uh, two of the gentlemen are carrying a double amputee across the finish line. And, I mean, that is, it is a powerful thing, but what... What really speaks volumes is when you see these men and women, these veterans doing this kind of fundraiser. I mean, they're part of it, too. It's not just, you know, it's not just able-bodied civilians doing this to raise money for veterans. The veterans get involved in this, too. And there's was, there was one veteran that every year that he does this, he demolishes all the able-bodied uh, civilians. I mean, it just goes to show the perseverance of these men and women to get back out. And, you know, you know despite disabilities or injuries, they keep going. So that's kind of what pushes us along in all this. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. Okay. The Veterans Suicide Prevention Channel is a newly formed channel formed to produce and broadcast shows that promote wellness to America's veterans and their family members. The VSP channel is in search of professionals who have experience working in televised news settings. They are in search of people who can commit to working to create a professional newscast for veterans and their family members. The perfect candidate is experienced and able to volunteer their services toward the creation of the show, which will be broadcast nationally on the Veteran Suicide Prevention Channel. If you are in search of an internship and attend uh, the University of Texas, the Art Institute of Austin, or Austin City College, you may also apply to receive scholastic credit for your participation. Who they're looking for, actually, are producers, assistant directors, camera operators, electronic news gatherers and sorters, animated graphic designers, static graphic designers, editors, newsroom reporters, set designers, dressers, sound recorders, and engineers. Now, if you're interested, go to the vspchannel.com to learn more. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Chris Enders, Director of Marketing for Operation Second Chance. And, Bill, you had a question? Well, uh, Chris, I think you uh, may have had another point that you wanted to bring uh, to our listeners' attention, and uh, please uh, 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 let's talk about that. Absolutely. So, I mean, with all the ways that we bring in money and get donations, I I think it's very important that everyone understand that, you know, we're doing this all from a grassroots standpoint. We're not spending the money on advertisements. We're doing, you know, radio shows. We're, we're getting out there and meeting the public and talking face-to-face with people. Uh, we give 90% of all donations to our veterans or our assistance programs of some sort, uh, the retreats, etc. But 90% of it goes directly to helping these veterans in one way or the other. Um, you know, we do have a five-star rating on greatnonprofits.org. Pro- great uh, we're a member of the D.C. Catalog of Philanthropy, and the, as well as the Sarasota Community Foundation and Giving Partner websites, uh, and the Red Lodge Community Foundation. And we have a great standing on uh, GuideStar.com. So, I mean, these are all things that people, I, I want them to know about Operation Second Chance is that we're not just some organization that's, you know, willy-nilly spending money uh, to get our name out there. That you know, we're, we're doing what we promised from the get-go. When Cindy founded this out of her own pocket, you know, she's maintained that philosophy to this very day. And as for the foreseeable future and always, we will continue to operate the same way. Uh, our office is only three people. We have a very, very small office, um, and everyone always asks, you know, how do we maintain that low overhead of only 10%? And, I mean, the truth is that this small office that we have, it's donated. It's donated from uh, the building uh, real estate investment firm, Matten. They shared an office in their suite with Cindy for a couple of years, and then as she grew, they said, you know what, you need something. You need your own suite. So they donated an office suite to her. Um, right. These in-kind donations of sort are kind of what kept us going throughout the years. I mean, all the sporting events that we take the veterans in the D.C. area to is donated by uh, CSN. They give us the 
they give us the tickets and we take the veterans there. It's no cost to us. So the, the donations that you give to us are being used for the um, you know, morale-boosting retreats and adventures, as well as the financial assistance for uh, rent, utility, mortgage, daily essentials like diapers and food for veterans and their families, uh, and also emergency flights and lodging to keep the families close together, especially in times like the holidays when the veterans in the hospital and the families all the way in, you know, say, California. So, I mean, these in-kind donations have really helped to keep our overhead as low as possible so that we can uh, continue doing what we've done. Correct, correct. Now, how, do, uh, how does a veteran qualify for these uh, adventures? Uh, is there uh, something that they, on the website that they can go qualify? Uh, the, all a veteran needs to do is just email retreats at operationsecondchance.org, and we'll respond to them with uh, something to kind of find out more uh, what their interest is. We try to customize the retreats to fit each veteran. Uh, for example, if a veteran who was born and raised in Maryland and really you know, didn't move away from Maryland, you know, we're not going to send him on a Maryland retreat. We're going to try and get him to see something he's never seen before. Uh, maybe we'll take him to the mountains in, in Montana or Colorado or to Texas you know, to see something they've never seen before. Um, if they're from the mountains or from the uh, West Coast, we'll try and take them to the East Coast beaches. So all they got to do is just email uh, retreats at operationsecondchance.org, and then we'll follow up with some inquiries to find out what will fit them. Sounds good. Sound very good. Now, does Operation Second Chance also offer some kind of an internship program? We do. Volunteers? We do. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, we do have an internship program, and it's, uh, it's funded by a grant. Um, it's a paid internship for you know, three, six, nine-month time frames. Um, it's open to veterans and caregivers uh, to kind of help supplement that loss of income during recovery time. Uh, and it, it gives them an opportunity to build knowledge of the nonprofit industry as well as boost their resume. So that, you know, let's say it's, you know, a wounded veteran, uh, when he gets discharged from the military, uh, he, he needs to have some kind of experience maybe other than the military to get back into the workforce if possible. So and we try to provide that. And then again, like I said, it does work for the caregivers as well to maybe help supplement the income that they're not getting while they wait for their retirement benefits to kick in. Fantastic. Now, is there anything, well, of course, we won't tell anybody. We can tell, let us in on anything new and exciting that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so we do have a bunch of new and exciting things that are going on right now. Um, first and foremost is we're doing like a volunteer basis brand ambassador program. Uh-huh. Like I said, we're trying to keep our overhead low, and we will always maintain that philosophy. And the brand ambassador program is for people that maybe share this philosophy with us and want to get involved somehow, the best thing they can do is, you know, email me. I'm Christopher at OperationSecondChance.org. Email me with the desire to be a brand ambassador. And what they'll do is they'll, they'll go out and share our story in their area. They'll, they'll, you know, show our logo, help get that imagery out so that people know, whether it be a veteran or someone who might want to fundraise for us, they know who they can turn to. They know a trusted organization. So we're looking for these good storytellers that might be able to help spread the word on a volunteer basis, of course, but nonetheless help spread the word and, you know, get our name out there to areas that, you know, we haven't even reached yet. Um, we're also working on setting up some fun runs. Uh, in near Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, there's a, a pizza place called Credo's Pizza. They signed up to be a partner of us recently, and they want to get involved with uh, some fun runs and some other fundraising activities. Uh, they're kind of like the, uh, the birth child of the next thing we're going to do, which is the uh, restaurant fundraisers. We're looking for some great restaurants to partner up with that might want to 
sell our merchandise, our T-shirts or something, again, help get that word out. Um, and, of course, bring the proceeds back to Operation Second Chance. We're also, of course, in trying to, or trying to increase our retreat activity and get new locations with volunteers that might want to head retreats. Uh, you know, we would love to maybe do some more skiing, some more hunting in different areas that we're not already at. So, I mean, these are the four main things that we're working on for 2016, 2017 timeframe to try and get these things out there. Mm-hmm. Bill? Well, Chris, you know, uh, practically everything that you've mentioned and uh, from reports that I've received, that these kinds of activities are very much, uh, uh, in a way, therapeutic to our men and women who return to home and community from uh, the battlefield and in, in, in combat. If you can really uh, uh, just kind of take it easy, relax, and enjoy yourself, uh, I, I'm, I'm told that that is a tremendous movement towards getting these individuals back to some type of norm. It may not be the norm that uh, prior to uh, serving that they get back to, but it certainly changed the situation around, and it sounds like that, that this is a great program. But as I mentioned earlier, you know, at some point in time, uh, uh, our men and women, as they come back, they want to feel a part of the community in terms of being able to support themselves independently and and, to, and go on with their lives. And in two different areas, uh, I, I think it's uh, important that sometimes an impact upon this and it's their, 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 their health or medical condition and their ability to uh, to to uh, receive money. Uh, to carry on with their with their day to day lives, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I'm just interested if, if there's any kind of interaction that uh, Operation Second Chance have with dealing with the other community organizations, such as uh, the Veterans Service Organizations and the uh, U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Yes, we uh, we, we do get all of our um, correspondence from the the VA. Uh, we reach out to them for suggestions on veterans that they might have cases for that might benefit from such activities. Uh, they'll send us lists, you know, every week of, hey, I came across, you know, XYZ veteran, this is his situation. He could really use a retreat right now. Uh, and that really helps us reach veterans that, you know, might be too afraid to reach out for assistance. Um, like you were saying, a lot of them want their independence, and they don't want to ask for help. And there's nothing wrong with asking for help. There's nothing shameful about just asking for, you know, a day off or, you know, a week away, something. And that's why we do what we do is to give them this opportunity. Like I said, most of them don't want to reach out. And we have VA caseworkers that will send us the, uh, the information about the veterans, you know, and tell us what they might benefit from. Uh, like I said, again, it goes back to the customization of the retreats. If they're from the East Coast, et cetera, we'll send them to the West Coast. Um, but the interaction with the Department of Veterans Affairs has been really crucial to keeping us uh, able to produce these events and keep them constantly changing to fit the needs of the veterans. Now, now Chris, I, I, I'm certain that you get an opportunity and the organization uh, to uh, interact with the families, the close members of the families, like uh, spouses and the kids, uh, maybe on some of these trips in which you... Uh, 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 the different things that you have in, uh, uh, been involved in. Tell us how that 
working along with the families or the families being present, how does that impact uh, impact the veteran in terms of with this program to help them get better? So a lot of the veterans, when they're spending this time in the hospital, of course, their family is right by them, their children are right by them, and it's a, it's, it's a hospital room. It's a white room. They're staring at these white walls nonstop. Uh, getting to see these veterans and their families take a night off and come out for an event, I mean, it's probably the most rewarding thing to witness. And, I, you know, I, I hope that someone volunteers from listening to this and gets to see what I see every time I go on these, these retreats or these, uh, you know, local events with these veterans, is that you see then they'll come in kind of hostile, like, oh, just another organization just, you know, trying to get me out. And then immediately their attitude begins to change, and they realize that we're just trying to show them a good time. And then about midway through, they see, they see their children or their spouse smiling and enjoying. And then immediately the veteran is kind of washed over and their worries are sent away, and they begin to experience the joy, and they begin to experience the fun. And by the end of it, the whole family's laughing, the whole family's having a good time, and it's really a rewarding sight to see. Well, Chris, that's great because, and I'm sure you're aware of this, many of these individuals who have served, before their service and before their conditions now that they're enduring, they were living uh, a productive lives, successful, I mean, from the standpoint of running a household with a family, a homeowner, sending their kids to school. But for their uh, dedicated and committed service to the country, they come back to us like this with, uh, you know, being changed in many ways. And they, I think the desire is really to get back to where they were mm-hmm. or as close to it as possible uh, after serving the country. And this is where uh, Operation Second Chance, I believe, uh, has a, a significant impact on getting back to that that uh, position that they were in before departing. Absolutely. That's exactly what we strive to do. Right. We're going to go ahead and take a break. Do you own a business? Do you feel like your merchant account is taking money out of your pocket? Then check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. They are a national merchant service company, and Josh Cole is the owner. Give him a call right now. He will save you money. That's Josh Cole at First Class Merchant Services. Call 407-401-0772. That's 407-401-0772. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, 
sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guest, Chris Enders, Director of Marketing for Operation Second Chance. And uh, Chris, why don't we give, you give out the URL and any type of contact uh, that our listeners can go check you out. Absolutely. Uh, so our website is Operation Second Chance, and second is spelled out, S-E-C-O-N-D, so OperationSecondChance.org. Um, and on that site, you can find more information about our retreats programs, uh, about any activities going on. We have a calendar that lets uh, people know what they can apply to, be part of for local events, you know, retreat events. Uh, we also have more information about how we were founded and our CEO as well. Um, so, and, and I'd also like to add that any veteran in need can just email assistance at operationsecondchance.org. Uh, and that email is on the website as well in case they need to review it. Okay. All right. Now, just like any organization, there's uh, sad stories, there's happy stories, but we always like to hear a story. Why don't you tell us a couple? <laughs> there's, there's two big stories that stick out in my head um, from every time that we've helped all these different types of veterans. I mean, you know, we do the retreats programs, but one of the main things we do is the financial assistance for the veterans. Um, and like I said, it goes from you know, needing rent, needing utilities paid, anything to keep the lights on or keep a roof over the veteran and their family's head. Um, but one of the unique stories that I have is that we got a phone call from a veteran who their car was in the shop and they didn't have any money to repair it. Well, without hesitation, uh, our CEO, Cindy, you know, called the, the body shop and, or the auto repair shop and got the car fixed and returned to the veteran. And we kind of thought that was going to be the end of it. You know, we did a nice thing. We got them back to, into their vehicle. So maybe, you know, we kind of speculated maybe they're just going out to look for jobs or just to get around to pick up their children up for school. And we get an email back from this veteran and they say, um, you know, thank you very much for getting my car repaired. I can now make it to my chemotherapy appointments. So it like hit us really hard where we're like, wow, we just, we just got someone the medical treatment they needed too, because without the transportation, they were kind of just not going to do it. And that's what the email says. They didn't know how they were going to make it to there. So they were kind of just going to forego it. And, you know, to us, that was like a really, you know, tug at the heartstrings. Like we didn't know what we were repairing this car for, but we did it for a veteran because they asked for it and they needed it. And it ended up being something that could change their life. So you know, that, that is a big, you know, kind of story to us here. Um, and I hope it kind of resonates with how, va- how kind of vast what we do is. Um, but the other story that we have is um, another veteran called us up and his, his service dog, he uh, suffered from PTSD uh, from a traumatic brain injury. And he had a service dog and it's been with him since he, he's got out. It's getting a little old. Uh, and the dog was at the vet and there was a medical treatment the dog needed or it might not make it. 
And the veteran, of course, called us up distraught that he might lose his, his service dog. I mean, this is what gets him into public places. This is what gets him through the workday almost. And, you know, anything that he needs, this dog's there to comfort him, and he might lose this dog. And, again, without hesitation, you know, Cindy called up the veterinary office and paid for this dog's treatment. And now this veteran is leading projects at the company he works for, um, you know, on, on a high level as he's taking care of the business with his dog by his side to make sure that he can keep doing what he's doing. So it helped him get back out into the workforce, help him get back out to doing something that he was passionate about and that he loved. And, you know, this dog's still with him. And, you know, he's preparing for the day that, you know, he'll need to get a new dog. But for the time being, he's very happy to be able to keep his dog by his side and, you know, push on. So That's great. And Bill? Well, uh, Chris, you know, I certainly appreciate uh, you being with us today because uh, what what I've learned from this uh, program thus far today is that your enthusiasm for what you do is uh, quite apparent and that this is what our men and women need to know that's out there to help and and assist and, and to hear uh, you know, the success stories. And, and, and then sometimes, you know, we've got to talk about those that are not successful as a means that, uh, you know, we don't make the, 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 the mistake a second or third time. But uh, knowing that an organization such as Operation Second Chance exists is so important. You know, I personally believe that the greatest void in the veteran community is a lack of information information such as what Operation Second Chance does in helping our, uh, our veterans reintegrate into uh, home and community. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, where do you, with all these adventures and, and retreats going on, where do you find time to do uh, uh, fundraising events? <laughs> A lot of volunteers. <laughs> it was, if it wasn't for our volunteers and the people that stand behind us, uh, a lot of the stuff that we'd want to do wouldn't get done. Um, you know, we, we, make it, we make a point of being at every event so that you know, there is a face behind the organization there. But it is a lot of travel. It is a lot of personal time. Um, pretty much every weekend we are going to an event. We don't do weekends. We don't have personal time. <laughs> we go to these events and we, uh, you know, we see the smile on the veterans' face and their family. We, and we call that our fulfillment for the week. So, what do you have coming up? Um, we, so we, we have the uh, paddle second chance coming up as well as, the, and that's June twenty fourth. Uh, May twenty first is the. Uh, SRQ Sup and Run down in Florida for anyone in that area that might want to come and check that out. Um, Ride Allegheny won't be until September 29th through the 2nd, October 2nd, so registration is open now. Um, Other than that, we constantly have rotating schedules for caregiver retreats and other local retreats for dinners and dinner theaters like uh, Medieval Times, and those are all on our calendar, but they are rotating. Um, so if anyone's interested in applying for those, again, retreats and operationsecondchance.org, and you know, we'll find something that fits their needs. Um, right. But you know, for anyone that wants to get involved in a fundraiser activity, I highly suggest if you like the water, do the paddleboard second, uh, paddle second chance paddleboarding activity, or if you like bike riding, do the ride Allegheny. All right. Now, where's that uh, event happening in uh, Florida? Uh, Sarasota, Florida. 
Sarasota? Okay. Yeah, right in Sarasota. Um, yeah. It is, give me one second, I have the name of the actual place. I'm about, uh, about two and a half hours from uh, Sarasota. Okay, you know, I don't have it. Um, okay. it's, uh, it's the SRQ Sup and Run 5K. Um, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful area. I've never been myself, so that's why I'm having trouble remembering where it's at. What, the Sarasota? Yeah, the Sarasota. Yeah, it's right below Tampa. It's about... An, an no, area. I mean, I'm having trouble remembering exactly which location the event oh, is Oh, that, that way, okay. Um, it, it, it's a, it's a, I've seen the pictures. It's a wonderful area. It's a park. Yes. Um, I just can't remember the name of the park right now, and I, and I apologize. But it is on their, on their uh, website for the SRQ right. Sup and Run 5K. All right, be sure to check it out. Now, we only have a couple minutes left, and Chris, it was a pleasure having you on our show this morning. Oh, I, I had a... a Blast. Thank you for having me. All right. And Chris, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Uh, there, there's one thing that I try and tell everyone, and that's when you're donating to any organization, do your research. Look for an organization that does what they promise to do and look for an organization that has good financial standing so you know that when you donate, your money is going to where they say it's going. I feel that Operation Second Chance really exemplifies that, and I really hope that I've encouraged some people out there to you know, donate to us. And if for some reason they choose not to, I hope they donate responsibly to any veteran service organization that they feel passionate about. There's so many out there that, that really deserve the money and really do the right stuff. And I, I really hope that they you know, do their research and see that there's good organizations out there spending the money responsibly. All right. Once again, it was a pleasure having you on our, the American Heroes Network Radio. And Bill? Well, well, Chris, thanks again. And uh, this has been a tremendous show. I, I, I certainly hope at some uh, point in time down the road, not too far in the future, we can get you to come back and uh, give us some updates. But uh, thank you for your service to uh, those that have served this country, and um, uh, I think that this is a great organization doing great things, and it, and it's certainly having impacts upon our men and women who've served the country. Thank right. you. All right, and thank you, Bill. Now, if you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on our website, and you can hear all the archived shows right from your phone. And remember, we spotlight and promote the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any mobile device. I'm Gary Ray, and thanks for joining us today, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red. We're America, your country, and America wants you. America wants you.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 